ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. We don't know yet precisely how a year in lockdown has affected us, but we're getting a pretty good idea. An Evening Standard survey found that 42% of our readers say their mental health has been hit by the COVID crisis. 27% don't know what to do to improve their well-being. So on March 10th, we're launching London Minds, free online sessions involving inspiring speakers like Ariana Huffington, Dr Rupi Aljula and Ben Bidwell from the Naked Professors podcast. You can get more details and sign up for sessions at londonminds.standard.co.uk. But with me right now are two of the people involved, the host of the Power Hour podcast, Adrian Herbert, and JC, who's one of the co-founders of Movember, which is the headline partner for London Minds. JC, starting with you, Movember's probably best known for its work raising awareness of men's health issues like prostate cancer. So why is mental health now such a big focus for you? Yeah, well, for me, you know, what keeps me awake at night, obviously, with with the Movember Foundation, you know, being one of the founders, is we've kind of got cancer nailed, so that doesn't concern me. What concerns me is hence why we're in London Mines is, you know, before lockdown, one man was taking his life every minute of every day. And obviously with lockdown and isolation is the worst thing you can do for a man. How do we work completely downstream to start to give people it's okay not to be okay? And then what are the tools of engagement and the tools to get through to help you through those things? And there's four parts of mental health. There's good mental health, average mental health, poor, and then clinical. If we can just keep people in average or above, you'll see, you know, suicide ideation just fall off a cliff. So London Minds is a great platform for us to do that. Adrian, you're you're known as an energetic go-getter. How has lockdown affected you? Has it affected you and your mental health at all? Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who has met me for probably for five minutes or, or even less would probably agree with you. You know, often people ask me, how do you stay motivated? How do you have so much energy? And of course, I am human. I am not a robot. You know, the last year has been incredibly challenging in so many ways. I've had the same highs and lows, I'm sure, as many people have with homeschooling, pivoting work. For the most people, the majority of people I've been talking to in the last year, the same questions come up for me again and again. And that it is, 
with the lockdown, there's lack of structure, there's lack of routine. Adrienne, how can people stay motivated, not just to do exercise and, but just in general, just to kind of wake up in the morning and have a bit of get up and go when there's so much vague, there's, you know, lack of structure, lack of routine, no commute, no school. It's really understandable that people have struggled in that situation to wake up and think, okay, let's, let's get to it. It can be difficult to do that. So yeah, that's what I've been talking about for the last year and and encouraging people via the podcast and the book and, and everything else to, yeah, to find those those tools and those little daily habits that we can do to, to keep everybody going. And that is, that's your Power Hour podcast, in which you speak to lots and lots of different people, Olympians, athletes, uh, people in finance and business and that kind of stuff. What are, are there any kind of common things that people have been doing to get through lockdown, particularly in terms of their mental health? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, the Power Hour podcast, you know, I talk a lot about morning routine and I discuss it with all these different people. And actually morning routine has been something that has that can really, really help because if, for example, you have a structure, it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be a whole hour. But if you have a structure in the morning, that is three things, three steps that you choose, that you focus, that you repeat. Repetition is really, really good and can really help. So thinking, okay, in the morning, you might have three steps. You might say, the first thing I do is um, have a shower or sit, look out the window whilst I sit my coffee. But you have something so that when you wake up in the morning, put your feet on the floor, take a deep breath and you know what you're going to do first. Because often people will say, if they're feeling overwhelmed, if they, if they're have poor mental health if they're laying in bed in the morning it can be that where do I start you know opening the curtains especially you know in the last few months with the darker weather and you know darker colder weather it's I think having a structure in the morning something really simple repetition is key start practicing something in the morning that can set you up it's like the first first domino to fall it can set you up for how you want to feel for the, for the rest of the day. Jesse have you got yourself a morning routine does it work like that for you how easy is it to to stick to best laid plans in this lockdown um absolutely because everything you just said Adrian, is is exactly i mean that's that's what i try and preach I, I try and preach that to my wife to my kids to everyone set your day up first first five minutes is is meditation in whatever way you want so go outside breathe the air you need to be outside you need to breathe the air even if it's five or ten minutes 20 would be great um, and set your routine and set your weekly routine up. And, you know, I had those routines where, you know, I, I check in with staff on a Monday and then I have, you know, my Tuesdays and Wednesdays to set up for meetings, Thursdays and Fridays to get stuff started. So I'm quite rigid on the different stuff. But in that two hours of every day and a very famous um, athlete and researcher, both when we're having dinner once, said you need to steal back your hour. You have an hour a day that's yours. Go and do whatever you want with that hour if it's exercise, thought, brain, whatever it is, switch off. And what happens is, as, I, you know, so as soon as people wake up and they see their phone, it completely, and I try and get my staff to do this, it sets your day off. You're just responding to emails, you're putting out fires. You're not getting the three things, and I try and teach my staff, what are the three things that you want to achieve in that week or that month to get done? Because they're the three things you're putting off. And all the other stuff is just white noise and go through it, but make sure you have balance. We're speaking the same language with the with the reclaiming your time. You know, when you said about that one hour, that's why that's almost the 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 drum that I keep beating to saying to people, reclaim your time, because there's so many demands on our time all the day, all day, you know, whether it's emails, kids, WhatsApp messages, work deadlines, there's so many demands on people's time. And actually it's interesting because there's almost been two camps in lockdown. Some people saying, oh, I've had more time than ever. And that's been difficult to try and fill my days. And then other people saying, actually, 
I've never been so busy because I'm having to juggle everything, work, I've got the kids, I've got almost, you know, and actually reclaiming your time, people will say, well, it sounds great, but I haven't got time to do that. I haven't got time to do a, a walk every day or Pilates or breath work. And what I say to people is if that's you, especially, you know, I don't want to, I'm sure there's a lot of wonderful men and fathers who, who are very hands-on as well, but a lot of the women in my community, a lot of the mothers will say with the kids at home, with all of these things, I don't have time for myself. And I say to them, it is absolutely it is non-negotiable. It's not a nice to have or a luxury or self-indulgent. It is absolutely essential. You cannot give what you don't have. So yes, I think reclaiming that hour and saying, I need this for myself to then be able to give to everybody else, do all the things you want to do with energy and taking care of yourself first, just steal back some of that time you have to. Let's do some ads now. We'll have more from JC and Adrienne in part two. In the meantime, head over to londonminds.standard.co.uk to find out more about the upcoming sessions. And you can always hit subscribe on this podcast too. Thanks for coming back. Now, JC, I was wondering if there is a specific issue with men getting help for their mental health. Way back in the past, my member obviously had that big problem of getting men to talk about prostate and testicular cancer. Is there an element of having to start that process all over again with mental health? Absolutely. So 88% of suicides are men. So that's just one man every minute of every day. And I, you know, I really, I lose sleep over this. What's happened in lockdown? Like he said, it's definitely going to be getting worse around suicide ideation. How do you stop that? And how you can start to stop that is you start, you go really backwards, right? So if you can, if you can teach a teenage boy when they're at school, how to deal with the simple coping mechanisms and it's okay not to be okay, but how are you going to lean into that? And that's that social connection piece. And that's why I love the London Minds pieces. Um, there's this really interesting study that's been going on for 80 years. It's the, it's the longest longitudinal study that's ever been done around human behaviour, and it was done by Harvard. And even JFK was a part of it at one stage when he went through it. It's what is to live, you know, what is happiness and what's true happiness and how do you get there? And they looked at a whole bunch of things from, you know, economic circumstances to successes, and it came to down to relationships. And a man who had a relationship at 50 really went on and had their healthiest life at 80. So it wasn't about money. It wasn't about all that sort of stuff. It's about that social connection. And the hardest thing about lockdown is, you know, we, we, we needed to stay. How do we stay socially connected? And Zoom's not staying socially connected because physical distancing, we're humans. We want to be amongst people. And, you know, as Adrienne said at the start, you need to be, I, I'm the same as you. I need to be around humans this is where as you're talking as well this is where i'm thinking that running can can really come in and community running so even though i you know some i love to run and i'll do solo miles in the morning but i also love to run with others and actually as we're coming out of lockdown and as restrictions are lifting you know we as things when we're able to meet with people outdoors and as you said about being with others and having those conversations maybe even just sitting down sometimes opposite somebody or, or even just walking one-to-one it can maybe feel a little bit for some people still quite intense and intimidating whereas i felt like when you're running if you're with you know a couple of mates you run around the park and you know how you're feeling what have you been up to you can kind of chat but it's you know you're not even really making eye contact because you're focusing on the run so yeah if that's something that listeners of this uh, podcast are interested in then please do you know search and look because there's, there's 
there's running communities absolutely everywhere now and even just start with your local park run um and and hopefully find some people there that you could maybe connect with yeah park run genius because it's that social it's that it's that isolation piece right and it's getting people out there to start connecting and around something they enjoy doing together social connection pieces so i found through november if we do it exactly as you said in social settings so you we are watching football game having a chat and you know, one of my very famous musician friends was going through his fifth divorce and he'd been in addiction and the whole lot. And he was literally at floor seats at um, a basketball game in America. And his mate just leaned across as I was sitting there watching this game with floor seats and the amazing space, like everything set up. And he just said, he's like, we've got you, we're here for you. And that's all he said. And he said, that's all I needed not to spiral. It's just that simple, basic check-in of that shoulder to shoulder, have a chat. And if guys are doing other things or they're doing it, watching sport or engaging, and that's why November kind of works so well in our campaign. Everyone just grows this ridiculous moustache, which gives you the conversation to get to get going. And that's kind of breaks the, it's the icebreaker. And it's that icebreaker to get them into it. So it's what, what are the icebreakers in life you can get men to go and do? So running and, and physical exercise and getting outside is so important. Adrian, I don't know if you're going to be growing a, a ridiculous moustache as we come to the end. As we Maybe get... not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Wow. It'd be a transition in lockdown, wouldn't it? Well, we are getting now to the end of lockdown. How do you feel about that? We have this roadmap. We know how everything going to plan. We're going to be getting out and escaping where we've been for now. How do you feel about the idea that there is light at the end of the tunnel? And what maybe maybe mental health-wise might be the dangers here at this point for you as well? Mm. Yeah, I definitely feel like, as you just described it, the light at the end of the tunnel. I think people have something to look forward to and they can see, you know, something on the horizon. You know, I think I'm a very goal oriented person. And I think for a lot of people having something to work towards, wherever that finish line is, you know, you're making progress. And that's really important. I think potentially in terms of what could, you know, how we're going to struggle to maybe adapt is I think maybe our expectation of ourselves and and other people's expectations on us, you know, just to be straight back into the world, to be available. I think things are going to change. And I think we've just got to be open to thinking, what are those changes? There's only, you know, so much you can do. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So I think, you know, step by step, we can't just jump back into a hundred miles an hour and trying to do everything at the same time. And and JC, same thing to you. How are you feeling now that that this, uh, this era is coming towards an end? Because I mean, to be frank, you, you've been heavily involved in it since the very, very beginning, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, as from, from, from the early adopter, I ended up in ICU and literally a five-pound a five over-the-counter antibiotic, I was one of the first on that trial, saved my life. Like, literally saved my life. And I was one of the first, I was the first hundred cohort that happened to be on that trial. And, you know, living live and beyond, like, long COVID. So I'm going through whole long COVID stuff and, I'm part of the long COVID clinics because of the fatigue and getting everything down. So this this is a big problem and a big epidemic. And and people are like, oh, back to normal. There's no such thing as the, it's a new norm. That There's no way through. And the biggest, there's some big concerning points for me. It's like, there has been no, as much as people like to say it or not, but with Zoom, there's been no shut off with work. So the capacity that people have done for work has been enormous. And everyone's getting through. If you're working, you're getting through enormous amounts of work because all the fun in life has been taken out. You can't do anything because literally let's get on a Zoom call at nine o'clock. It's not out of this world after a year. Mm-hmm. So this new adjust, 
there's going to be houses to be really big give and take pieces and making sure people do start to do the fun things in life again and socially connect because that is absolutely a critical point for their work well, health and well-being yeah i totally agree with the expectation the expectation as you said of people being available because we are digitally connected more which has its pros i think the downside as you you pointed out from employers is uh expecting people to well can you do this by the end of the day can you do this by the end of the day and often i hear people saying i'm working till midnight because the expectation is well you're at home you can do this work so yeah i think encouraging people to have digital well-being to unplug to have weekends off to actually hold the but the button on your phone down until the phone actually switches off. Wow. Imagine turning off your phone. And just the anxiety of that, of what you just said, the anxiety of never switching off, the anxiety of going, I need to get back to this and get to back that. You'll never balance out the, the good bit. And if you don't disconnect yourself, you'll never get all that done anyway. You'll just mm. go around in circles. But if you can actually disconnect and get that balance in and take that hour back and then get that balance of disconnection of work and lifestyle back, you'll get more done in less time and making better decisions for your employer or, or for your company than you would if you didn't. I mean, if you have a look at any study that's done over the last 12 months, creativity has disappeared. So all these creative humans out there doing creativity, it's kind of dropped off because we're not making film, we're not making music, we're recording studios. They need to get out and see the stuff and get amongst it. The creative ad industry, like anywhere, you've seen this massive decline in creativity because you can't be creative over a Zoom. You just can't. It's not how it works. So it's it'll be interesting to see what comes. There's going to be some exciting stuff in the next 12 months, absolutely. We, we know how we fix this. But what does that start to look like? And getting that balance back is going to be really important. And that's the leader. London Mind sessions are being held on March 10th and 17th. Head over to londonminds.standard.co.uk to learn more and sign up. They're free. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>